0: Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata.
1: It's the greatest show on earth.
0: Bickley
2: and Murata. Good morning and welcome. to the world. Dan Bickley. Sportsman sports. Vince Murata.
0: It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata.
1: Spectacular. This is the greatest
2: show and Morada. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio.
3: See, it's the greatest radio show ever.
1: Mickley and Morada. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Happy Wednesday, Valley Sports fans. Welcome to what we call a Shenanigans Wednesday. I am Dan Bickley. To my left, the great Vince Murata. Hello. Sarah the Ruthless. Ruthless. And Jarrett Carlin and his ass dragons. How you feeling today, (laughs) Jarrett? You doing okay? You look a little more awake. This is promising for a Wednesday. I felt
3: yeah worse yesterday. Yeah.
1: You looked worse <laughs> yesterday. I was very concerned for
3: all of us yesterday. I won't say I feel better today, but I'll say I feel I felt worse yesterday. Not right. at a yeah. certain
0: age where it's just yeah. a, a, a scale of how bad you feel from day so, to day. Uh,
3: yeah. Speaking of
1: ass dragons, I learned something very interesting yesterday. I, I learned that there are people who believe that dragons once existed. Now, bear There's with me. Bear they with me here,
3: right? Bear with me <laughs> here. That- There's people who host afternoon radio shows that <laughs> believe that, right?
1: Excuse the now. Forget about the fire-breathing kind of dragon. There's a belief out there that since since they have found like artwork of things that look like dragons all over the world record yeah. of history, the historical uh-huh. record, people have surmised that maybe there were flying reptiles that were like birds and their bones were brittle and hollow like birds so therefore they didn't fossilize like dinosaurs so there's no record of them that well, maybe are, dragons actually existed flying
3: huge reptiles well there are flying huge reptiles there's dinosaurs like pterodactyls and pterodons right well but those are considered more like birds
1: uh, this would be more like a uh, a fiercer kind of creature.
0: Yeah, the key being no fossil record of right. said species. Right, exactly. Yeah.
1: So like an even scarier vulture. Yeah, right. It's something that would come and eat you, Carlin. Something much, you know, a pterodactyl is more, ah, ah, bird-like. <laughs> I'm talking about, ah.
4: <laughs> So now you're I like, that it.
1: thing is too fat to fly. Right, that's what I'm talking How about. How are you in the sky? How are you in the sky? <laughs> I just had that moment.
0: That moment in Mrs. Doubtfire where the TV executive sees uh, Robin Williams doing the little skits for himself and he gives him a show. I feel like Bick just kind (laughs) of auditioned for his own
1: dinosaur
2: show.
0: And I would watch
1: it. I'd be good at that. I would watch it. I I would bring a lot of passion to that project.
0: (laughs) I would. I'd bring a lot of passion to that. (laughs) I had to double check because I wasn't 100% sure that they were mythical or real. (laughs)
3: What? That's him talking about dragons. Yeah. That was when that was, was during the Game height of, of Game of Thrones, yeah, Thrones. Yeah, exactly.
1: when Chelsea wanted a dragon. Yeah. John, will you and buy Ga- me a dragon? And Gambo
0: actually made some calls. <laughs> he did. He actually called <laughs> people Look, I got a dragon guy. <laughs> Look. Not for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he lives
1: in Lake Goble. Let me call him up. Love a, telling you a, about Tony's uh, discount uh, dragon. <laughs> Tony's discount dragons. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. That's pretty good, Betty. Good, we're off to a good start. You still awake, Jerry? You still with us? <laughs> start the show, <laughs> Ferret!
2: Uh, the Splash, Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. The Splash. Animal. Right about coming. Right about coming. The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com.
0: Yeah, hey, we start the Splash with news from Cardinals training camp, which continues out at State Farm Stadium. It'll be Trace McSorley getting the start Friday in Arizona's preseason opener at quarterback against the Cincinnati Bengals at the newly named Paycor Stadium. Kyler Murray has been uh, very much eased back into practice, minor wrist issue, as admitted by head coach Cliff uh, Kingsbury yesterday. And now backup Colt McCoy, who's taken a lot of the first team reps in Murray's absence, has a tired arm. So we'll see a healthy dose of McSorley and Jared Garantano on Friday. McSorley in his fourth season, Has uh, seen action in three NFL games, including in 2020. Listen to this stat line. In three games with Baltimore, he went 3-for-10 for for 90 yards and a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Wow. Kind of strange. Yeah, I must must have had a couple of big completions there. (laughs) You must have. Uh, Cardinals did make a roster move yesterday as well. They signed cornerback Cortez Davis, released cornerback Nate Brooks. Davis went undrafted this past season out of Hawaii, signed in uh, Denver in May, and then was released a few days later. Two-time All-Mountain West uh, second-team selection in 35 games in college. But that does not appease the crowd myself in that crowd that is wondering what the Cardinals are going to do for a longer term, more proven solution at the cornerback position. Yeah. It's basically I, I hate to say it, it's one guy who's not going to make the team replaced for another guy who's not going to make the team. Well, yeah. Listen, Ed,
1: it, yes, I agree with that. There's a, there's a lot that is is kind of curious about the way they're handling this. The fact that Robert Alford is still just sitting out there unemployed. Mm-hmm. It's and you've got history with this guy, and he performed well for you last year. It's it's clearly again the the financial restraints on this football team are a little bit alarming to me. Yeah, I, I hope there's a reason for it. Uh, it just seems a
0: little weird. Uh, for a team that was 10-2 and two at one point last year. Well, Gambo did say earlier this week, I saw people talking about this uh, on Twitter, that when they address the cornerback spot, it'll be more likely through a trade than through a free agent who's still available. So that's something to keep right. an eye on as okay. well. Uh, with this preseason's debut of the Detroit Lions on HBO's Hard Knocks last night, we also got word about when the in-season edition featuring the Cardinals will hit the airwaves, the first episode. Will be Wednesday, November ninth, on HBO and HBO Max. Episodes will launch each Wednesday through the end of Arizona's season, including the playoffs, with the exception of the team's bye week in Week thirteen. So there's something to look forward to. Did Three watch, months from yesterday, did you watch any? I did not. I wanted clips. to, and I did not.
1: Dan Campbell is going to be a
0: star until the Lions start zero and eight. Yeah, the first scene is him walking into a team meeting before they even roll the credits, and he yeah. just had some classic lines. Oh, he, yeah. And yeah. he had coach get fired during the filming of Hard Knocks. Oh, I don't think that's ever happened. Maybe. Uh, in a gathering of NFL owners to approve the sale of Denver Broncos uh, to Rob Walton, Commissioner Roger Goodall Face the media and was asked by Why <laughs> you pronounce it like that? Because that's how uh, <laughs> Rob Walton Oh, is that, is that how you pronounce it? it? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Welcome to the league, Rob. I'd
4: like to thank Roger uh, Goodall, uh, Commissioner Goodall. 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 Oh, ah, Commissioner good to have Goodall. such a big football fan buying mm. into the NFL. That's great. It's yeah.
3: funny how he says, I'd like to thank Roger Goodall. Then he corrects himself. I'm sorry. Commissioner Goodall. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey.
0: It's hard to follow football when you're busy rolling back prices. I always have said that. That's right. Uh, Roger Goodell faced the media and was asked why the league appealed Judge Sue Robinson's ruling of a six-game suspension for Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. Quote, because we've seen the evidence. Judge Robinson was clear about the evidence. There were multiple violations here, and they were egregious. And it was predatory behavior. Those are wow. things that we felt were always important for us to address in a way that's responsible. Wow. Uh, Browns owner Jimmy Haslam also said Tuesday that the team will, quote, respect and honor the NFL appeal process on Watson. There's a lot to get into. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into mm-hmm. some of that a little bit later on. Uh, Jets tackle Mekhi Beckton likely out for the season, an avulsion fracture of his kneecap suffered in camp. If that's the case, the former 2020 first-round pick, will have played one out of a possible 34 regular season games over the last two years. Bummer for him. Uh, D-backs got their third straight win. This one a 6-4 triumph over the Pittsburgh Pirates at Chase Field. Snakes jumped out to a 2-0 lead on RBI singles from Christian Walker in the first and Jake McCarthy in the third. Then in the seventh, Cattell Marte and McCarthy each had two-run singles. Things got a little hairy in the eighth as Pittsburgh pushed across three runs against reliever Chris Davinsky. But Mark Melanson able to get the final three outs for the save. I've said that a couple times lately. Uh, Yeah, how about that? (laughs) As soon as he lost his closing job. A couple more good weeks. His team might be hovering in playoff periphery. They're two wins away from their total from last year. Uh, Rookie Uh, uh, lefty Tommy Henry was great in his first home start, by the way. Seven innings, allowed just one run on four hits, three strikeouts, two walks. You're bearing the lead. Rudolfo Castro is the big story
1: out of the baseball game last night for a cell phone that flew out of his back pocket while first sliding into third base. <laughs> a cell phone. He handed it to the third base coach, and the third base coach was like, Come on, not, man. Not a tiny flip
0: phone, either. No, no boys. look looks like the, uh, yes. the top-of-the-line iPhone.
1: Top-of-the-line
0: iPhone. <laughs> Come on. Uh, D-backs go for another win tonight with Madison Bumgarner on the mound. It gets right-hander Mitch Keller. Game gets underway at 640. Pre-game coverage at 98.7 FM. Uh, Arizona Sports Station here at 6, following Burns and Gambo. Mercury in action tonight, of course, without Diana Taurasi needing a win to keep playoff hopes alive as they host the Minnesota Lynx at Footprint Center. They'll tip off at 7 there. Tennis World still reacting to the essay in Vogue magazine from Serena Williams, suggesting that the U.S. Open will be uh, could very well be her last tennis tournament. 23 Grand Slam singles titles, one away from Margaret Court's record of 24. What do you think about the idea
1: that we get Serena Williams, and I I think she could do this, I think she could actually win the whole thing, which would make for an incredible scene. What if that was followed up by Roger Federer saying goodbye at Wimbledon? Oof. Could happen. All good things come Could happen. And then Rafa saying goodbye at the French. Bang, bang, bang. When's Novak going
0: away? Yeah, Not soon enough. (laughs) A federal judge ruled on Tuesday, uh, denied a temporary restraining order to golfers Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, and Hudson Swafford, who were seeking to participate in the FedEx Cup playoffs after leaving the PGA Tour for the Live Golf Invitational. The trio was seeking relief to participate in the first leg of the playoffs at this week's FedEx St. Jude Championship at TPC Southwind in Memphis. A
1: lot to say on that, but we don't have time now. Nope, we don't. Jared's making that gesture thing he does.
0: Stop rubbing your eyes! (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. Oh, not that gesture. Uh, There you go. There's your splash for Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. Coming up next, lots more reaction to what's going on in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant, Joe Side, the Brooklyn Nets, and how it all relates to the Phoenix Suns. We'll get into all of it next. Pickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. (laughs) 98.7
2: 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Dan Pickley and Vince Murata. Pickley
1: and Murata Mornings.
2: What I'm saying to Kevin Durant, if I were Josiah, is it's the Brooklyn Nets franchise. That's who I'm choosing. And I think that's what Josiah's tweet was about. And whatever in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets franchise, I'm going to do that. And in my opinion, that's to keep Kevin Durant. And if Kevin Durant, if you don't want to play, if you want to go through training camp and not play, then we're going to have to deal with that with Adam Silver. But the only way I'm going to move Kevin Durant is if I get equivalent assets in return or more for KD. I'm not taking less than what the best player in basketball is worth now in the game. He's the best player in basketball. I'm not taking less for KD. I can't
0: do it. It's not a good business decision, Keith. It's Jay Williams, ESPN Radio, and uh, pretty clear there. You can't, even with this new stance from Kevin Durant, where he calls for the heads of both Steve Nash and Sean Marks, head coach and general manager, does that diminish his trade value or increase the desperation of the Brooklyn Nets to trade him, which makes things a lot more palatable for the Phoenix Suns and fans of the Suns that want to get KD here. But now the determination is... What does Joe Tsai's tweet really mean? And does that mean maybe it's an indication that he's going to call Kevin Durant's bluff here? All right, you're not going to play here. You want them? Fi- I'm not firing them, but I'm not trading you. We'll see what happens. Right. Um, I, again,
1: I th- I've heard all of this, and I think there's a lot of naivete surrounding this story based on what we know in history. And here's what I mean by that: I, When you look at what Kevin Durant has asked, when he has asked for the jobs of two people head coach general manager i can't stress again or enough how unprecedented that is in the nba how much gall it takes to say i want both of those people fired the head coach and the guy in charge of putting the team together both of them okay especially when he has shown no signs of unhappiness with them to date people have even gone back and 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 dragged up quotes from kevin durant But verbally supporting Steve Nash right after their loss to the Celtics Mm -hmm. said, oh, yeah, Uh, come on, man. Steve's Steve's had a rough go here. Steve's had a bad hand. There was no dissatisfaction with him at all. So to think that you can call his bluff and just have him walk into practice and not have it be the most awful, anxiety-ridden basketball team on the planet, you, you just have no idea what you're talking about. You, you just can't... It, it doesn't work that way. A basketball team can't function if one of the best players in the world is not listening to the head coach, or rolling his eyes, or calling out his head coach. Who knows what he's going to do with this thing? It's just to me, it's incredibly naive to think that we all we can we can call his bluff.
0: Yeah, everybody says that until the player starts making noise. Naivete is a good word to describe it, and you're right. People did point back to late April when the Nets were eliminated by the Celtics in the playoffs, Kevin Durant did say some supportive things about Steve Nash. That was April. This is August. Just because you said I do standing in front of other people at the altar doesn't mean you're staying married for the rest of your life, like, necessarily. Wh- what if I went into our bosses and said, listen,
1: I'll, I'll keep doing the show, but but only if you fire Vinny and Jarrett. Now, I would never do that to Thank Vinny. You.
0: i mean but but in that instance right what i'm saying you're getting your wish right no so what i'm I'm saying
1: is you you could not work with me if you knew i did that to you
3: if we knew you did it yeah (laughs) that may have happened happened. we just don't know we might just be in the dark i think things like that have probably happened
0: stop stop it stop it not
3: yet (laughs) but
0: <laughs> at least not by nobody
3: for all the
1: grief we give you nobody has been more supportive
3: of you than us nobody I, no, I, I, true yes i agree with that completely that, that it, but can you get over awkwardness to be a professional if there's yeah, no if there's no I, other I, option i but see when kevin
1: durant hasn't been professional when when he when he got that dirty to do what he did you just don't Forget, but forgive that. Joe
0: size leverage right here, though, is to pit that whole, hey, his desire to get out of Brooklyn versus his desire to be a basketball star, which right. both of those things are very strong right now.
1: Here's what I think. I, I, I You brought up something interesting because Joe Sy's tweet was – it really clearly read like support of Steve Nash and Sean Marks. Yeah. What happens if over the course of time, if, if he really gets the idea – That Kevin Durant um, would stay in Brooklyn. If Steve Nash and Sean Marks were to offer up their resignations and to see how Kevin Durant responded to that, that might be a way to call his bluff.
0: Yes, but – would you do that if you were Nash or
1: Marks? No. I mean, again, the capitulation is, is beyond the pale. Those are
0: both guys who are professional athletes who reach the pinnacle <laughs> of their sports. Yeah. They're competitive dudes. Mm-hmm. Oh, because so-and-so says he wants out if we're not gone. Let's just appease this guy. Yeah, I don't see not, that happening. Well,
1: and, that's, no. and that's the precedent thing that is just so beyond
3: the pale as well, which is why it's a brilliant move for KD. Well, that's supposed so if he would have just said, I don't want Steve Nash here – They probably would have fired Steve Nash, right? Absolutely. If he'd have said just the GM, the fact that he asked for both
1: is a clear signal that I am going to make this rough. That you, you – it's it's Kevin Durant saying to Brooklyn – do you see where this is going? Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Winfield, who's a reporter for the New York Daily News, he tweeted out I'm – I'm not sure if KD is his source. I'm guessing it is. But he tweeted out yesterday that for all of Kevin Durant's love of the game, don't think he won't hold out. So Kevin Durant is making it known already through back channels that he is willing to hold out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's Brian Windhorst from ESPN. His thoughts on what Joe Tsai's tweet really meant.
5: It was a two-sentence tweet from Joe Tsai. It's a pretty powerful two sentences. I think the natural thing was to pay attention to the first sentence where he basically says, I'm not firing Steve Nash and Sean Marks. But in the league, the second sentence was the more interesting sentence. We will make decisions in the best interest of the Brooklyn Nets. Let me translate that for you. We are not going to be pushed into a trade. And so Kevin Durant, with this maneuver. That he has gone to here to to ask for this, in my view, has very much limited his options because he has asked to be traded. He has not been traded. He has asked for the coach and general manager to be fired. They have not been fired. So now if he is still on the roster come the end of September, which as of today, I think is likely, is he going to come to camp? Can he, after being told no, 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 no across the board, can he come to camp and accept the L and just say, okay, I'm going to play?
0: I want to play one more item from you because everybody focused on the language in Sham uh you know, after he reported. Uh, the details of the Kevin Durant-Joe sign meeting, the article did not mention the Phoenix Suns as a potential landing spot. He did go on the Pat McAfee show yesterday and admit, okay, Phoenix is still in the mix, but... Could Phoenix still come up with some kind of a package around Mikhail Bridges and four, five, six first-rounders to go send another team and try to get back in this race? Because once DeAndre Ayton had his contract offer sheet from Indiana, that four-year $133 million deal, once it was matched by Phoenix it really created a position for, for Phoenix. They didn't have many assets behind, besides McCullough Bridges and a bunch of draft picks. And so we'll see where Phoenix, it, It's it, to me, they are still very, very far behind from the rest of the pack. Um, but really, those are the three or four teams that I think can make, still poses a serious threat for Kevin Durant. Now those other three, Boston and Toronto and Miami, yeah. three Eastern Conference teams. So we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, I, I guess the ball's now in Kevin Durant's court again. He and James yeah. Harden read a concert we're, together we're, in, yeah. in
1: London. And we're going to get back into this later because there's precedent for what he might do. And just look at Jimmy Butler. Go Google it. Go look at what Jimmy Butler did to get out of Minnesota. If you want to see the playbook for Kevin Durant, it's right there in front of
0: you. Kevin Durant's
1: going to punch Joe Harris in the
0: face <laughs> at practice in September. That's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> that's right. because
0: yeah, that's basically the precedent. That's, just be uh-huh. so difficult, they have no choice. But Without to get a doubt. Yeah.
1: And physically intimidate, menacing. Yeah. The man is a menace. <laughs> you
0: can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, we haven't seen a lot of Kyler Murray this preseason, and we won't the rest of the preseason. We'll get into that more Cardinals news from training camp next. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
2: Camp takeoff 2022. is a go. Coverage presented by
4: 72 Souls and Kona Brew. You can see in the NFL the trend of guys that most teams know are going to start on getting a lot of work in the preseason anyways, and so it's been good for the the young guys to be able to show what they can do and get the majority of the reps.
2: The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Camp Takeoff 2022 with
4: Bickley and Marana. I am. Yeah, Trace will start um, the game and get a bunch of reps, and he's done a really nice job when he comes in there. I like how he plays, got some swagger, got some moxie, and, and moves around and extends plays, so I'm excited to watch him play.
0: Cliff Kingsbury, head coach of the Cardinals, talking yesterday, asked about Trace McSorley, and then given the little nugget, he's going to start. Mm. Uh, so basically you got two quarterbacks that are going to play on Friday night against the Bengals. It'll be McSorley and Jarrett Garantano. Shut Uh, up, (laughs) Jarrett. No no, uh, Colt McCoy. Tired arm. No Kyler Murray. In fact, Cliff Kingsbury said this much
4: about Kyler Murray and the rest of the preseason. Kyler won't play much, if at all. Uh, And then we'll see how Colt's arm progresses. We'll be smart with him. But um, Friday night, just be Trace and and Jarrett.
0: There you go. Kyler Murray. We talked this week about a a, a bubbling theme, Mm Vic, and that is concern about Kyler Murray's Condition, yeah,
1: right, and and again, it's I, I think even if he was a hundred percent healthy, he would not be seeing the football field. I don't think there's, I don't think that has anything to do with his wrist injury at all. He, I just think that's. But we, we'd be seeing him in, in, in practice, at least, yeah, participating right, in right. practice. So I, I, I think if you if you want to look at what is imp, what is to me interesting coming out of the depth chart, if you will, for Week One of the preseason against the Bengals, I'll tell you what jumps out at me. Number one, uh, Zavin Collins is starting. Hmm. So Zayvon Collins is going to get a big, heavy assignment in the first preseason game. That is a, to me, that's a that's a sign that he needs to step up and
0: show them something. Same with Marco Wilson. He's starting at
1: cornerback yep. in this
0: game. And only one projected starter on the whole offensive side of the ball, and that's Will yep. Hernandez on, yep. on that first you know projected participation depth chart which is a new thing altogether and and you wonder if
1: you, and you wonder if the the spotlight that has been sh- shined shown on Marco Wilson by Cliff Kingsbury in successive media sessions is a plea to Michael Bidwill sort of a hey uh just you, you I know you might be busy with doing what you're doing but <laughs> we've got some needs over here if you want to release some funds we could sure use some help. Yeah, uh, maybe. And then maybe by starting Marco Wilson, you can illustrate. Hey,
0: look, help. Well, I, I'm I'm kind of curious too because Marco Wilson, you know, he's been called out a couple times, but he's also been banged up. He's just back on the practice field in in pads yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that's just, uh, you know, hey, here's a sprinkling of of reps for you with the ones just to get your feet underneath you. I wouldn't expect him to play that much because of the Mm -hmm. injury situation as opposed to, you know, his his effectiveness
4: level. Yeah.
0: Uh, Back to Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury was asked as well. Is that wrist, is that bothering K-1 at all?
4: Not much. I think it's it's more maintenance at this point. He, he's progressing through. We put him on a protocol as well just to be smart. So I expect to see more of him as um, you know, we get into next week.
0: Look, September, this is probably not that big of a story with all the rest that Kyler Murray's been getting. And if he is bothered by that wrist injury, you would <clears> hope <throat> if it's minor enough, he'll be over it by September. But in the now, I mean... We've seen very little of him. The, the things we've seen from Kyler Murray are signing autographs and giving a kid a, a jersey with autographs on it. That's basically been his contribution in training camp so far. And since he signed that deal, he's done very little on the football field. No yeah. wonder his wrist hurts. He's been signing autographs all.
1: <laughs> well, he suffered that injury li- quite literally a day after that press conference yeah. that he gave, the Defiant press conference. So, I, yeah, I mean, it's to me, I, I'm really not worried, all that worried about him. The uh, the other things I think are interesting uh, a wide receiver who has been who's been receiving rave reviews uh, Greg what a Dorch <laughs> what a Dorch and then Andy Isabella those are your two starting wide receivers against the Bengals yeah they're gonna yeah. get
0: uh, a, uh-huh. a, a good chance at, yeah at Greg you're right Greg Dorch has been a, a constant standout player has in been in all of these sessions yeah. So it this is that's interesting then of
1: course uh Eno Benjamin and exactly you know the, he, he's received a lot of praise he's another one of those guys that is talking as if the lights have gone on
4: yeah uh, he got more praise yesterday from the head coach? Yeah, just that I think early on, um, I didn't know if he could figure it out. You know, professionalism and work ethic and understanding his role and all those things. And then each year, he's just got progressively better. And um, one of the hardest workers on our team now at practice and uh, always upbeat, always into it. I mean, knows his assignments. He's just really come a long way.
0: Yeah, uh, Eno Benjamin himself spoke to the media yesterday, talked about his confidence level. I
4: would say my, my confidence is through the roof. It's year three. I felt like a lot more has slowed down for me, um, and just getting on the the field to get those opportunities um, definitely builds that uh, confidence as well.
0: Yeah, and he's uh, penciled in as the starting running mm-hmm. back, so you'll pre- you'll see a, a good yeah. sample of him against the Bengals as yeah. well.
1: And then the uh, these are the one the battles you never think about, but they, they they're always relevant to a football season. Your kickoff and your punt returners. Who are those guys going to be? Are they are they going to be plus guys, or are they just going to be guys? Well, and on has, that first it, depth chart, was it?
0: I it think it's Dorch, Greg Dorch and both? Victor Bolden. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And I'm curious to see Victor Bolden yeah. too. I yeah. mean, the guy who's played a lot of football lately, mm-hmm. going, coming from the uh, USFL, being the MVP of the USFL championship game, yeah. and a guy the Pac-12 fans are familiar with from his time at, at Oregon State. Um, I, I caution, I caution actually saying this sentence out loud, but mm-hmm. here goes. I'm actually starting to look forward to Friday. Oh come on! Oh, you're just
1: you're just come I mean, on. Well,
0: and I reserve How, wait, the right I, to change my mind after kickoff. Out of context, we're all looking forward to Friday. <laughs> but if you <laughs> yeah, mean specifically right. the the right. game, it's is, it, uh, it, I mean, is a game better than practice? Well, you're yes. talking about practice. Yes, practice. not a game,
3: but these games are practice. That's all it is. It, that's yeah. all it is. But
0: it's dressed up at least.
1: Well. <clears throat> I guess the good news is it's on the East Coast, so it's an early start. So it's not like you have to give up your Friday night.
5: Right. Yeah. 4.30. Uh-huh. What are we doing anyway?
4: Uh-huh.
1: What are you doing
4: anyway? Pack a beer. It's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Yeah. I mean, so what, what starters will even – I mean, what people that will be playing on Friday will have an impact on the season? That's the question.
0: Wilson. Marco. Marco Zayvon Collins. Marco. Will Hernandez. Wilson. oh But, I mean I if you're really if you're Zay really Zay into Zay the Zay roster, Zay I'm interested can, in. yeah, if you're really interested in the roster, I think Bick hit on a name that's gonna be fun to watch. Greg Dortch, again. Greg guy, Dortch. He stood out in pre, uh, last preseason. Every time he's got an opportunity, he produces.
1: I've I've seen rumblings on social media about how how good Andy Isabella looks when the offense is run by Colt McCoy. I'm not going to indulge that.
0: No. No. I, I'm i no. Hey, no, and if no, you yeah. got numbers, at why yeah, I'm not th- going
1: to be I'm not going to be hearing and indulging this. Kyler Murray is holding Auntie Isabella back, <laughs> but an- no, that's you can keep walking <laughs> with that. <laughs>
0: Man, they were in the same draft class. They should. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Somebody just tweeted us
3: that what if uh, the wrist injury is carpal tunnel syndrome from playing too much
0: video games. Oh, <laughs> see?
1: Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's, that's,
0: that's uh-huh. the kind of stuff this you're going to see. Yes, it is. But you're also starting to see some injuries pop up around the league. Nikhil Harry in Chicago just got hurt. Yeah. Jakeem Grant in Cleveland just got hurt. These If, if you got numbers at wide receiver— that might be an opportunity to explore a trade. I don't know. Nikhil or Keneal Harry has been a big <laughs> disappointment.
1: Hasn't he, Jared? You ever hear of that guy? Well, they,
3: <laughs> that, that's – I mean, he just needed to get was, out of New England. Yeah. Well, they thought that this was the year that he would actually, like, break out. Keneal Harry? Yeah, <laughs> K- K- Keneal Harry, yeah. <laughs> I love how
0: confidently that second <laughs> yeah, voice yeah, is
1: yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. him,
0: him, him. him.
1: Yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Keneal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Kneel, Kadozel. Great Pepper Incorporated. Right, exactly. Coming up next, more fun between the PGA Tour and Live Golf, and an item that will raise an eyebrow or two. We'll get into it next. Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
2: Pickley and Murata. Dan Pickley and Vince Murata. Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station.
1: Welcome back. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Dan Bickley, Vince Morata, and the crew. Golf has given us quite a lot of drama this year in the Live Golf Tour, one of the more polarizing things we've seen. They were in court yesterday where the Live Golfers, 11 of them, are suing the PGA Tour, and it has created a lot of ill will um, on the current PGA Tour among golfers who generally up until now were kind of content to let guys go. All right, I get it. That's that's a stupid number. Go ahead, take your go have your fun, make your money, and adios, we'll see you later. But now when they're trying to double back and come in back to the PGA Tour that they damaged, it's a different story. Now, so they're in court yesterday, and they're suing for for players, three of them, who want to play and participate in the FedEx playoffs. It's the last chance to make a big amount of money on the PGA Tour this season. So this is like the end of the business year for the PGA Tour. So these guys on Live who have qualified and have the standing to be in the FedEx playoffs, they want their shot at that money. So in a courtroom yesterday, uh, a judge wasn't having it. Struck it down, said, nope, the PGA Tour, they can determine who they want to be playing in their tournaments. But in the midst of it all, uh, one of the Live lawyers, aside from calling his three clients – the poor kids. <laughs> the poor kids. <laughs> They're anything but. These poor, poor kids. Right, right? Yeah, These Taylor poor kids. Duke, Hudson yeah. Slavert, and Matt yeah. Jones. Those poor kids. These poor kids being denied a chance to work. Isn't this America? Um, a live golf lawyer sort of opened his mouth and admitted something that got the golf world buzzing, and that is the prize money that is being won on the live golf tour gets subtracted from the players' bonuses that they're paid up front to play in the tour, which is to say that the prize money on Live Golf Tour is
0: nothing but cosmetic. Nothing. You told me that today. Mm, Your jaw dropped. And, And my response, in keeping with the theme... I'm not even a big golf guy. I was livid. Livid. you see, see what I did yeah, there? I do. I do. That is – look, one of the reasons why the Live Golf Invitational has been ripped to shreds by the PGA Tour purists, uh, yourself among them, Vic, mm-hmm. is that the competitive nature of golf just isn't there. It isn't there. With that little fact – there's no competitive element to there that isn't. whole operation.
1: There isn't. It's just it's just a money grab. May,
0: good. maybe what? that would describe why you know seventy five percent of the golfers at every live event are far over par because they don't yeah, give they a don't rat's They don't care. Behind. Why
3: they don't? Why, why even practice? What I was going to say is that it's not a competition. It's a TV show. Except it's not even on TV. <laughs>
1: Except it's not even a live stream show. It's a reality live stream.
0: Yeah.
3: But you know what I mean about <laughs> uh-huh. the spirit of what I'm saying, yeah. though. Yeah. It's that it's it's just a it's a performance. It's an entertainment performance. Exactly. It's not even. I, I'm just thinking like it seems to be succeeding in the oh, fact yeah. that there... every. Yeah. It's more and more. The initial backlash was so strong. It's sort of surprising
0: that. It has not stopped the flow of PGA golfers from going there. They are capitalizing on a very basic tenet of all of it. And you could you could pose this op- option to everybody on planet Earth with, mm-hmm. do you want to work a lot less and make a lot more money? Everybody would say yes to that. Yep. Now, when you look yep. into the reasons why that's going to happen for you, that might change your mind. But – for a lot right. of these guys it's not changing their mind. Yeah, well
1: listen, and and again it it's if the success is to poach a lot of players from the PGA tour they've done that. They've 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 recruited a lot of talent if you will. Not necessarily enough name guys to hurt the PGA tour in my opinion. Uh but uh, the next one coming down the pike is Cam Smith. Now Cam Smith's the dude with the mullet, the Australian dude who won the Open Championship Dang, and was he looks yeah, like Joe Dirt. Well Right, and he was he was um, amazing in that tournament to the point where it was, a, it was a, just a crazy putting display. There are rumors that he signed a contract to join Liv. He won't cop to it. He is currently at the FedEx Playoff because he hasn't officially resigned or left the PGA Tour. So he's still in good standing, but everybody knows he signed this contract and he's being asked about it, and he's just mm, uh uh.
0: Yeah,
4: why but, wouldn't you just own it
1: because, because the minute, he
0: wants to capitalize on every bit of money he can actually make right it's I mean yeah based on, if he wants to stay out of a, of a courtroom that's mm-hmm. probably the way to yep. do it
3: the thing I don't get is that the money is vast but it's not endless that well, they, might they, be. These, isn't I, it though it's it, it's 600
1: billion dollars 600 billion dollars is in that Saudi government fund. Six hundred billion dollars. Now, it, at some point in time, do the Saudis say, "You know what? This is stupid. We've, been, we've made our point. We've flexed. We we've shown we can go buy whatever golfer we want. Let's just pull the plug on. <laughs> Let's pull
0: the plug. What? And all those guys are like, wait, 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 wait
3: a minute.' Wait, no, but that, that's it's, what I'm. That's what I'm foreseeing. Like a couple years down the road, when this ends, what what happens to all these golfers? Are they going to go back to? Because it's a two-pronged thing. The PGA, you would think, would want to be steadfast and say, no, no, you chose your road. But on the other hand, an influx of 20 top golfers or whatever, mm-hmm. coming back to the tour, you'd think that they would be forgive and forget. I don't know how it's going to play out oh, two or no, three no, years down no, the road. No, 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 no. no, no. <sighs> the, the idea that the, if you listen to
1: some of the current players who are young and, and committed to the PGA Tour, they're now engaged. You listen to Scotty Scheffler talk yesterday. He's pissed that these guys have the gall to leave and then to come back and sue ha!
4: yeah Rory unbelievable. Will throw punches yeah right so do we think that saudi arabia will lose interest in this down the road because it's not the actual money running out it's their interest right
0: right um i think their interest depends on the outside interest of the viewing public now, do they get a tv deal I think right. that would be a real that's slippery slope for any American television network or mm-hmm. advertisers to get in bed with. Yeah, and if that doesn't happen, maybe. I mean, is this? What What is their end goal? Is their end goal to make money off this? Probably not. No, we it doesn't seem like we've it. heard what the accused end goal is: mm-hmm. sports washing. Mm-hmm. It, does is that occurring? I mean that that's up to them to decide. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's. It to me, it, it almost feels like it's more like sports flexing is what it feels like to me. It just it, it looks like um, an entity just
3: showing what they can buy. I, I how, wonder how disruptive they can be with their money. The funny thing, though, is that only one of the tournaments is in Saudi Arabia. Right? I don't even know. I
1: didn't even know if there. Yeah, so, that's right. There's, I think there's only one, one. Right? Yeah,
3: there's one, which is odd to me because if the entire idea is we're sort of you know, showing okay, this is you know we're a, a good country and whatever. <laughs> you, you think that the whole tour would be there? That would be part of the thing, is showcasing the country.
1: Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's what the that's what the definition has always been, and that's why I say I don't know if it feels like that to me.
3: It feels like more flex. And to I, me. and the other thing is, I wonder, I wonder if they went through the sports before they settled on golf. On on what can we start a, a rival league and actually make this work? Mm-hmm. Like they're like. Because football is the one sport that doesn't have guaranteed contracts, yeah, but, but, the, <laughs> but there's so much money in the NFL that, they, that you, and there's so many players involved that I guess you
0: really couldn't compete there. I think when they decided on sports, it was a pretty short list of sports to choose from. Clearly. Probably golf and tennis. It had to be yeah. an individual sport where the athletes themselves could be got to very easily. And does tennis not have the same problems as the PGA, the whatever it is, WTA or whatever? ATP, ATP, yeah. Um, I mean, two different sports. Yeah, and, and, and you hear complaints about the tour, but because if there, there's know, no alternative, golf they offer no, Novak Djokovic way higher profile than tennis. International. Huh. Yeah, Jared just, brings up I, a good point. Guess yeah. what? Novak Djokovic will be the first big name to jump to the oh, live. Oh, and that's yeah, what I'm telling thing. you. He's like, you don't
3: have to be yes, vaccinated. You'll play, yeah. you know, yeah. we'll guarantee we'll, you this money. The fans will cheer you here. Don't yeah. worry.
1: Then we'll hear they offered 800 million to Rafa Nadal and Federer and they turned it down. But Novak was the one who took it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, him yeah. and Kevin Durant.
0: Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the remaining <laughs> schedule for live this year. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got a tournament in early September in Boston, one in Chicago in mid-September. Uh, One in Bangkok, October 7th through 9th. Then they go to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, October 14th to 16th. And then they close out in Miami, October 27th through 30th. But they've almost doubled the schedule for next year, too, from eight events to 14, which makes sense because they started in June. Uh, It's a mess. It gets messier every single day. But, man, Mm -hmm. that one item, prize money is coming out of your already agreed upon contracts. It's not prize money then. It's not. It's No. It's, You're it's going through the motions. Yeah, it's, right. it, man, that's right. Just ridiculous. Coming up next, more from uh, Cardinals training camp as we get closer to their preseason opener on Friday against the Bengals. That's next. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona sports station.